Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a Catholic podcast that explores topics within the Catholic faith to help us deepen our spiritual lives, own our relationship with the Lord, and strengthen His church. Hey, what's up? My name is Rochelle Lucero, and you're listening to the Clumsy Theosis podcast. Welcome. I'm excited that you're here. We are currently in the middle of a series on the virtues, where we're talking about all kinds of things that are virtue-related. Today's topic is actually very hands-on. It's very practical. We're going to be talking about developing the virtues. All right. Now, years ago, I came across this blog post by a religion teacher, and it changed everything for me when it came to developing virtues, partly because it was super simple and it was just effective. And really, all you have to do is look at motivations, obstacles, and then ways to implement, right? That sounds super simple because it is super simple. We're going to break those down a little bit and use examples. If you remember in the episode that I did on the natural virtues, I mentioned a discipline or a habit that I've really been working on, which is getting up every morning with my first alarm and not hitting the snooze button. So I'm going to use that as an example again today because it it works really easily and it's something I have been thinking of. So you can kind of see how my brain works to like figure out what's going to help me develop this virtuous habit. Also, I think that many of you might be able to relate. I don't think I'm the only person who really enjoys the snooze button, (laughs) really enjoys being able to stay in bed for just a little while longer. But this approach can work for establishing any virtue in your life. So let's look at motivation. That's the first thing we need to look at. And using the example of getting out of bed in the morning, what motivates you to get out of bed? There could be Three different types of motivations, (laughs) three different types of motivations. They could be negative, positive, or selfless. So a negative motivation would be fear, right? You're afraid that you're going to be late for work or you're going to miss your ride. A positive motivation could be like looking forward to something special that's going to happen that day. Like maybe you have an appointment to get your hair done or you're going to meet a friend or someone that you're dating or something like that for coffee. Or it could be something really simple. Like I remember back in grad school, I used to get up in the morning because I was looking forward to my cup of coffee. Back then, I was a little bit of a fiend, so as soon as my eyes opened, I was like, oh, I can have coffee. The sooner I get up, the sooner I can have my coffee. It could be that simple. The other kind of motivation is something that is selfless, right? So it's coming from a place of love for another. Um, A good example of this, if you're a parent, is if you have a baby that's crying, right? You are going to get up for the sake of your baby, you know, soothing them, seeing what's wrong, right? Or if you don't have any children, it could be for like a dog that might have to go outside to use the restroom. Like I used to have to do that with my dog. I mean, he was very well potty trained. Like I knew that he would hold it as long as he had to, but I didn't want to have to make him suffer because he was on a routine. It was like, okay, he needs to get up and he needs to go out because he'll feel more comfortable, you know? Or You could have told a friend that you're going to pick them up from the airport, right? When they took that red eye to get home, you know, you, you are looking out for someone else over yourself, right? So it's a a selfless motivation. 
Negative motivations, they are the least effective motivations, right? They might have like some potency in the short term, but that fizzles out like really quickly. And that's because they're not geared towards a positive long-term life change. And they just don't feel good, right? They actually make us feel kind of bad. They don't give us that healthy dose of like endorphins or dopamines or whatever that is going to sustain us for long periods of time, right? Like they feel horrible. And so we don't want to deal with them. Now, if your motivations are negative, it's okay that you identify them, but you want to move beyond negative motivations and look for things that are good, right? And make those, right? You want to alter your motivation now from something negative to something that is positive. And again, it can be something as simple as getting your coffee fix or having that soothing cup of tea or something like that, Um, or just the ease of knowing that you're not going to have to rush. Positive motivations are better because they are actually more sustainable and they make you feel good, right? You're not afraid, which is in itself a rewarding feeling. But the best and most successful motivations are selfless. If you can find a selfless motivation to do something, that is the best motivation that you can have. I think that most Every single parent in the world has this experience. I know when I talk to my mom about difficult things that our family has had to go through and we'll talk about it and I'll ask her, wow, how did you do that? You know, now that I'm older and I'm like, you know, looking at things from an adult perspective, I'm like, how did you ever do that? And her answer is always, I had you and your brother to think about. So I just had to find a way and do whatever needed to be done. Right. She was thinking beyond herself and being selfless and she was able to get everything that needed to be done, done. Now, yes, we're talking about parental instincts here, but there's something deeper at work, I believe. And as Catholic Christians, we truly know why this is, because putting others first makes us more like Christ. It helps us to become like the God we follow, and that's what we have all been designed to do. Every single person has been designed to become that way. So being a parent or a caregiver is not the only way to establish selfless motivations. It's just having love for others, thinking about others first. Now, for me, in my example of getting out of bed in the morning, it's a love for God. It's a desire to honor him and the request that he made of me to pray in the morning before I start my day. Now, that makes it a lot more clear for me, you know, because if it was just a positive motivation of, oh yeah, my day is better when I get up and I pray first. No, it's, yes, it is better, but beyond that, God asked me to do this and I want to honor him and I want to love him by doing what he's asked me to do. So after you figure out what your motivation is for, you know, developing a specific virtue, you move on to the obstacles. You know, what is going to keep you from developing that virtue? And in the case of our example, what is going to keep you from getting out of bed? Obstacles come in three forms as well. They can be in the form of your surroundings, people, or even yourself. Yes, you yourself can be an obstacle. And I have found most of the time I am my biggest obstacle. So when it comes to your surroundings, in the morning when I'm in my bed, it is so comfy and it makes me feel like I'm floating on air and my sheets smell like fresh laundry. I don't want to leave that. Another obstacle could be people. 
you know, having to leave my husband in bed, you know, and get up and go do my own thing. Or it could be not wanting, (laughs) let's be honest, it could be not wanting to see the people that you are going to have to see when you get up. Like, Once you get to work, if your boss is a little bit of a nightmare, you might want to postpone that as long as possible. Or you might have kids that don't want to get ready for school or it's just a hassle to herd them out the door, you know. I've heard stories. Heck, I've probably even been the the star actor in many a stories myself growing up. And the third type of obstacle is yourself. Now, You could legitimately be too tired to get up, just too tired to deal. Now, in that case, you have to ask yourself, why are you too tired? You know, if this is a typical struggle, it could be the result of a bad habit that you are already taking part in. Let me explain what I mean. So when I struggle to get out of bed in the morning, it's usually because I'm tired because I stayed up too late. Now, This can become a really easy habit for me to um, start and get really steeped in. And it's a bad habit, you know, staying up too late to binge watch a show or to zone out scrolling on my phone or even working on clumsy theosis stuff because I didn't take care of what I needed to do when I was scheduled to do it, right? You see what I mean? Me enjoying all of these bad habits gets me into trouble in the virtue department, right? I become my biggest obstacle because I am really enjoying and partaking in these bad habits that I can very easily establish. All right, so once you know the obstacles that you could potentially face or that you maybe already are facing when you're trying to develop certain virtues, you have to take measures to eliminate them. Now, I'm not saying in the case of your surroundings that you need to put like some rocks in your bed, you know, to make it uncomfortable, but maybe have like a comfy, a comfy pair of slippers or a robe to put on as soon as you get out of bed in order to compensate, right? So you don't really feel like you're losing as much, if that makes sense. Now, when it comes to people as obstacles, you know, like me having to leave Gary in bed. It's easier for me to do that when I remind myself that we have plans to see each other or to talk to each other later on. And very specifically, like we both work from home, so we will have lunch together at this time and that's when we will interact. Now, if you have a jerk of a boss, (laughs) that might not be (laughs) the best incentive to get up. But if you think about it this way, the sooner you get up, the sooner you can start praying for your boss. You can pray for them to have a good day, right? Because God said to pray for your enemies. And by you praying for them to have a good day, it is helping you to grow in virtue. And you probably are going to help their day be better, which will make them maybe a little bit less of a jerk. Maybe, possibly, most likely. Now, when your obstacle is yourself, just stop. Just stop, you know, suck it up. Stop being a sinner already. I'm joking, Um, but kind of not really. I find it works for me when I rationalize with myself, you know, about how much better things will be in the morning if I just stick to my schedule, you know, when I want to like, you know, play the next episode or like I notice the time and I'm like, oh, I should probably close my phone and go to sleep or, you know, whatever it is. If I rationalize with myself when I'm starting to have that temptation and I say, you know what? 
life's going to be better tomorrow, you know, and I kind of give myself a little bit of delayed gratification. And I think that delayed gratification, at least for me, it's very, very helpful when it comes to developing virtues. So once you establish your positive or your selfless motivations and you've worked out any maneuvers that you need to put in place in order to combat your like foreseen obstacles, all you have to do now is just practice the habits that you're working on and you have to do it over and over. And it's going to be worth it because what you're doing when you're developing these good habits is you are developing natural virtues and they are so, so important to living a virtuous life because they're going to strengthen your will. And the stronger your will is, the easier it's going to be for you to combat sin, to grow in holiness. You know, Jesus told his apostles, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me, right? Developing the natural virtues is going to give you the discipline that you need to be a disciple to follow Christ. And in order to follow Christ, you have to learn how to carry your cross and strengthening your will by developing these natural virtues in your life is going to be paramount to your success. Okay, so today's episode was part of our series on the virtues. If you need to catch up on any of the other episodes or you just like this series or this episode and you want to share it with a friend, head down to the show notes section. I'm going to add a link there, which is going to take you straight to the virtue series page on my website. And that's going to have all of the episodes from this series. Okay, so catch up, spread the word. It is a very important series for all of us to listen to and take to heart because we all need to grow in virtue in order to grow in holiness and be transformed to be more like Christ, right? Also, down in the show notes, there is another link if you want to donate. Donations to Clumsy Theosis are very important since we are 100% listener supported. All of your donations go back into the podcast so that we can continue to have Clumsy Theosis listen to globally and for it to grow, right? For more people to listen. So please pray about that. Click the link down in the show notes or just head over to the website clumsytheosis.net and click the word donate in the menu. If you have any questions about anything from this series, this episode, or whatnot having to do with the faith, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Clumsy Theosis. I do want to also mention again that we have a YouTube channel that we are trying to grow. There's a link for that down in the show notes as well. Please go ahead, click the link, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I think that's pretty much it. I really hope that you apply this approach for developing the virtues in your life. It's so important. It's really simple and effective. This approach has never failed me. If I have failed, it's it's my, my own fault. But this approach has never failed me when trying to establish virtues in my life. So give it a try. I think you'll really enjoy it. Until next week, peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Clumsy Theosis. I'm so happy that you've been able to hang out. If you want to learn more about Clumsy Theosis, you are more than welcome to visit my website, clumsytheosis.net. From clumsytheosis.net, you will also be able to contact me if you're interested in booking me as a speaker or if you're just feeling generous and you'd like to make a donation. Remember that together we can transform the world by letting the Lord transform us.